1: welcome to the hearts entwined podcast this is your host lynn smith the queen of hearts and today listeners i've got a fabulous lady her name is lily Bewley. she's a dating coach for finding the love which is what we always love to know more about Um, but in particular we're going to be talking about feminine dating archetypes today so i've always fascinated around this subject so a warm welcome to you lily Thank you. Thank you, Lynn. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Me too. You know, I think a lot of us um, women are, are really fascinated around any sort of these types of subjects, aren't we? We're, we're fascinated with archetypes, fascinated with astrology quite a lot of the time. We're fascinated with zodiacs and uh, sometimes we're fascinated with the tarot card readings. But I, I really love this particular subject a lot more than any of those. And Talk about dating archetypes is is really exciting for me. So, just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself to start with, Lily, and uh, how you got into studying this.
2: Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, I love. I I am. I agree all of that. I agree. Um, I think it helps me when I find these things helps me feel less alone, um, through the stuff that I go through in life, and specifically with dating. So, you know, we can talk a little bit more about how these came about for sure. Um, I've been, you know, I have a quiz, uh, online that anyone listening out there can go and take a quiz and find out what their archetype is. Um, but a little bit about me, I, uh, I came into this work basically through the the journey and the path that I went through. Um, you know, I always like to say that I was born with a big heart, a big, big heart. Right. And, um, Throughout my dating process or throughout, you know, relationships throughout my life and and my love, uh, my love stories, I guess you could say, what I started to see was this pattern of inviting people into my big heart um, that shouldn't be there. (laughs) And this, (laughs) this was a pattern that again, like I, I didn't really understand, especially after a while, when I got into, you know, my thirties, when I started to, to be really successful in other areas of my life, like work. Um, specifically about work, um, maybe good friendships as well. Um, and I started to have success in all these other areas, but then I just couldn't get the love thing, right. I just couldn't do it. Um, again, I started to see these patterns of people that really, I shouldn't have spent time with. I started to see these behaviors and actions for myself that I knew in my head was wrong for me, but I still could not seem to kind of quote unquote, break that pattern. And then what I learned is that really, I really didn't learn from my parents or from society or whatever to determine who was good for me and who was not because I had such a great big open heart everyone was welcome into my house, which is not, should never be the case, right? I just never learned, I just never learned these skills. And it's really a skill is what I've come to find out through years and years of doing this work and teaching other women, the things that I've learned, it's really a skill as to, you know, people talk about boundaries. It's about boundaries. It's about energy. It's about, um, you know, how, how you project yourself, what you say, how you say it. And it's not, you know, what I've learned, it's not a book that you can read, or it's not a, you know, a podcast that you can listen to, although I'm grateful that whoever's listening is listening to this, like, you know, this 30 or 40 minutes of, of this conversation really isn't going to help you, um, to have a better dating life, but it's really about the stuff inside that's going on about, um, why it's why you're letting these people in your life, why you're spending time with them, why, why you're giving them energy or money or whatever it is all about the outsource. And then what I like to do is I like to take an inside out approach. So look inside, heal the things that we need to heal inside so that we can have a better dating life, find true love and just, and love the dating process in general. Because a lot of people say, I don't know if you have friends that are dating Lynn, or if you're dating, a lot of people are like, you know, dating sucks. My personal, personal thing about dating, because I personally have been through this process is, it's not that dating sucks. It's that your experience with dating sucks. So it's how to change your experience. So that is what
1: I work on. Love it. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, there's loads of people who are single out there looking for love who actually, especially in today's society where I suppose you've got that wave of people that are probably in their 40s, 50s, 60s, that have done maybe one or two long-term relationships who now have a different dating experience entirely, you know, in our modern society these days to what we did initially when we was in our sort of like teens and twenties mm-hmm. all those years ago. So thank you.
2: Yeah. And not wanting to, you know, not wanting to repeat that those patterns of the past, you know, it could be um, one of my archetypes is called the fortress woman and the fortress woman. I was, I was a fortress woman for years and the fortress woman, um, closes up her heart. She blocks her heart out of protection, you know, and, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and the fortress woman is really, really scared. There's a lot of fear there about repeating the patterns of the past, of the past. um, whether that bit, you know, it could have been really major traumas, really major abuse or really small things that, that she compromised on that she just really doesn't want to do again.
1: How many actual uh, feminine dating archetypes are there? I have four. Okay. Four archetypes. Yeah. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about how that showed up for you and how, what you did to change it then around the, the fortress woman,
2: mm, the fortress woman, Um, the fortress woman. Well, I'll, I'll lay a little groundwork, but before I guess we get into this, um, the, the whole premise of the feminine dating archetypes came about through, my development um, in my life, my personal development, um, and my experiences through dating, um, finding epic love—you know, uh, attracting that amazing part, special partnership—in, and then going through hundreds of hours of coaching with coaching clients and seeing a pattern in dating. Um, so, what I started to see is this: is this very um, interesting pattern of how we react, what our behaviors are, what our thoughts are during the dating process. And then, um, with my studies and, and with my mentors and all of that, those things I started to look into, I'm sure you've heard of attachment styles,
0: there's yes. a lot, you
2: know, you know, there's, um, I started to see interweavings of what we were experiencing in dating attachment styles and a couple, you know, three or four different other modalities that I've studied, And I started to say, oh my gosh. And I think, you know, I think God, the universe creator kind of spoke through me and, and started to, to help me see very clearly about these pieces that no one really ever talks about. You know, if you go to your friends and you talk about dating, it's one of two things. It's like that person sucks. You should leave them. Or they try to give the, you know, they try to give you well-meaning friends and family try to give you advice. And if you're not really like in your power, and if you're not really sovereign, and this is me, like I raised my hand to this um, from the past, if you're not really in your power and you're sovereign, what happens is you start to make decisions and you start, your thoughts start to kind of stray um, about like who you are, what you want to express, what are your, you know, your values, what are, you know, what's really important to you. And it's so much more, you know, a lot of the teachings today are like, it's so much more than just write a letter to your soulmate and that person will come to you. Yeah. It's it's so much more than, than, um, you know, write out the qualities that you want in a partner. I can say that the partner I have right now, click some of those, like check some of those partners or those, those qualities, but then other things, the things that I thought that I, that I knew I had no idea. Right. Mm. So The idea uh, with the feminine deity archetypes really is to help women feel that like they're not alone in in the process and that this is actually, um, for me, this is an order that I went through and we'll talk about the archetypes, but this is the order that I went through to get to the magnetic woman, which is what I strive to be in my my life you know not only dating and love but like business and everything you know like I walk into a store and and um you know I feel that people are attracted to me you know I feel that magnetism um the magnetic woman is something that I strive to be and my clients strive to be go ahead
1: yeah I was going to say exactly the same you know um I feel I'm in that energy now you know Mm -hmm. where I am that magnetic woman not just in my sort of personal dating and relationship life but um literally with um like you say life in general uh Absolutely. people just want to do things for me and uh I'm happy to receive
2: yes yes and you know I don't know what it took you to get there but for me it took me a lot of internal work and a lot of internal healing to um to kind of open up that space in myself to receive to to realize that I, w- I was worthy I was already enough um for me the magnetic woman is just like this it's an energy it's it's this this it's just this beautiful open very strong independent ish energy that it's i kind of get the idea if you like if you're at a party right and you you know everyone's mingling and talking and, and you know things like that and someone like a woman walks into the room and it, and the energy is kind of just sucked her way. And it's not because she's forcing it. It's not because of the way she looks. It's the way that she holds herself. You know, her shoulders are up high. Her neck is long when she talks the, the, it's not the words so much, but it's the energy behind the words that, that really conveys her sense of strength, sovereignty. And that's the kind of Thing that can really happen. I want to tell you one of my favorite stories about this before I get into the archetypes because this blew me away when this happened to me. Um, after doing this work for years and knowing what was possible, um, my 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 current partner, so um, he doesn't really know a lot about, he knows what I do, but it, like he's not really into it. Like he doesn't know about all the archetypes and everything like that. But one day we went to Trader Joe's and, um, Trader Joe's is, is this cute little shop, uh, grocery shop here in the States. It's a chain. Um, and we went to Trader Joe's and I was just doing my thing, you know, like doing, you know, shopping, doing my thing. And we were there for like 10 or 15 minutes during that time. He was like, he was go looking at someone, something else. I was looking at something else in a different aisle, but during that time, three or four different people came up to me and was like, oh, you know, I love, I love your nails or, oh, I love your hair. or Oh, you just look so radiant today. And the thing that I will never forget about that experience was that he was just watching me and watching this happen. And after we were checking out, you know, walking out the door and he comes up behind me, he's really tall. He comes up behind me and leans down and whispers in my ear, you are a magnet. And I think the thing that was most You are a magnet from a man when men mostly had been unsafe for me or I had been trying to perform for them or or get validation and affirmation from men for years, you know, decades. Um, This was a huge, huge moment for me because I realized that all of the work that I had done coming up to that point was seen by not only the person that I like I wanted to see but I wasn't really trying really that you know really hard because I was being a magnet right he saw me for at who I was at my core so like I melted so after I melted (laughs) I had to to pick myself up off the ground but that is you know that is an experience that that every woman is like that's our birthright really and I, I want every woman to experience that type of recognition from a safe man, from a safe person, really, um, to see who they are at their core.
1: It's magical. I love what you're saying. So, yeah, tell us more. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, OK, so I laid the, the thank you, Lynn. I laid the, the found work, the, the groundwork for the feminine where the feminine archetypes, where they came from. Right. So. Instead of thinking about like as we go through this, but instead of if, if someone's listening and they're dating, I would love for you to think about what not what you're doing wrong, but what you can, what you're maybe what you're doing right. Maybe um where you are you identify maybe with some of these archetypes and things that you can um not shame yourself or blame yourself on what's going wrong, but like just realize, just put a little piece of like a little sticker of awareness on it. Right. Because the reason I t- tell that story is because I want you to know like anything is possible. Like the love that we want is possible. We just have to do the inner work to get there. Um, and all of, a lot of these are about not just about like what we should do in dating. Um, cause there's a lot of people out there, like people like me that will try to tell you, tips tricks and even friends and family you know tips tricks strategies and hacks you know to to get that person or to put on your dating profile and um there's no in my opinion there's no tip trick strategy or hack to get the love that you want it's really about what's happening on the inside about changing our thoughts changing
1: our behaviors changing our beliefs and our actions um so i'll start with it go ahead lynn yeah i was gonna say absolutely 100 agree with that you know it is a literally about um doing that inner work like you say to exude your true best highest self
2: yeah highest self absolutely exactly what i say too um so i mean do you want me to just kind of go through them Would yes be okay cool so the the chill woman is the first archetype the feminine archetype um the chill woman is familiar with overwhelming anxiety when she's dating uh, she. This tends to flare up the overwhelming anxiety within like 24, 48, 72 hours after not hearing from the other person. So if like you're on the apps, for example, and you have like a really this is the, I know this happens, y'all. So I see you and I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you're on the apps and you have say like you're having a really great conversation. It goes really late into the night. It's you know it's fun. You're laughing you have all the juices flowing and then you wake up the next morning and you don't hear from him for 24 or 72 hours or 48 hours. And there's a lot of overwhelming anxiety. Um, there are thoughts could, that could be in there. You know, what did I do wrong? Um, should I text him? Should I not? There's this, this whole thing that happens in our brains because of that. And I'm with you. I see you chill woman. Um, so the chill woman also kind of tends to get ghosted a lot and she doesn't really understand why. Um, and a lot of, you know, a lot of that blame she can put on herself, Sometimes the chill woman tends to have sex pretty quickly, um, after meeting the person, even if she promises herself, she won't, or she promises herself that she can handle it. Um, sex is one of those things that are really really sticky in dating um especially with all the horm- the hormonal things that happen with women um you know look look it up i'm not like a biologist by any means but the hormones that are released are actually bonding hormones and so it's not really that you're crazy it's really that your your um like your primal primal hormones are coming out to bond so sex is you know um if anyone ever looks at my stuff or goes through my programs um, you'll see that I have a pretty hard line on no sex because it helps you have a clearer head. And I know people don't like that and that's okay. (laughs) Mm. What I'm doing, you know, my role really is try to get you to find love. Um, So go ahead.
1: Yeah. I was um, going to say that I, I advocate the same thing, you know, and, and it really goes back to, you know, hold yourself to a standard where, you want the man to, um, you know, I suppose, earn that privilege. <laughs> and, you know, the days of courting, um, you know, really did sort the wheat from the chaff in terms of the, who were the good guys and who weren't.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And it, you know, and I will say it's harder, it's harder than it sounds. I mean, and I want to like, I want to just really just gently, not place any blame or shame to someone that's listening to this and, and is mad at herself for, you know, for doing, you know, for having sex. I get it. Like yeah. you know, I, I put a post out there a couple, you know, I, I kind of, I put it out there every now and again, but I slept with, slept with two men in one day, you know, all because I wanted, I, I needed like what I call is my love tank. My love tank had holes in it. So I, it was an exhaustive process of finding validation, finding worth in other people, um so for me like i i completely understand it's harder than it sounds and i love you and there you know there is a way for us to 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 gently go through the dating process and stay in our worth for sure
1: absolutely and uh you know i put my hand up and you know i absolutely did similar you know i went through a promiscuous phase in my um late teens early 20s and um Totally, totally look back and think, you know, well, that was a cry for help <laughs> because yeah. I thought that by giving sex, I was going going to get and receive love, which obviously it didn't happen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we think, you know, a lot of times we think we can handle it. Um, but most of the time it's either we're shutting off all of our, our emotions, which is, in my opinion, um, pretty disastrous um, because, you know, a lot of women complain about vulnerability you know they want their partner to be vulnerable but we have to be vulnerable within ourselves first um, in order to have that that juicy you know emotional connection that that juicy love bond that we all want right so it's it's tricky it can get tricky
1: yeah. and i think you know uh, in the context of relationships women tend to lead the way in terms of that emotional safety don't they because yeah. that's the area that we're experts in so t- to be able to show that vulnerability, as long as you feel safe within that relationship, obviously, and from a place of um, uh, confidence and love, not not from fear and intimidation, um, is, is wonderful for a guy to see and, and helps him to feel safe and secure and to be just as vulnerable back.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Through time, it's a beautiful process. It really is. It's gorgeous. Um. Uh, with the chill woman also. So she, the reason she's called the chill woman is she, she attracts men, you know, quote unquote attracts men who just want to hang out and chill. And she normally, and this is really, really out there and pervasive in the dating world right now. Um, and she says, yes. Um, she says yes, because she really craves connection. So, you know, the whole Netflix and chill thing, that's where the chill woman came from. Um, In the past, the chill woman has complained in past relationships of not being seen or heard. A lot of times is that's because she's not really seeing and hearing herself, her needs on the inside. Um, And she really wants to know, the chill woman really wants to know that people are going to be there and not leave her. Um, She may have some abandonment things have happened in her life. Um, Yeah. And so she's really concerned about people not, not not leaving her which makes sense you know based off all the the actions and behaviors
1: that we talked about what do you think of the chill woman yeah i can identify with the chill woman i've been that woman definitely <laughs> yes, same yeah that was probably my 20 yeah 20s and early 30s sure <laughs> yeah yeah i can uh, definitely resonate with her so any any other gems you want to share around chill woman before we move on
2: no we can move on
1: if <coughs> you'd like um
2: to the fortress woman. So we we talked about a little bit about the fortress woman earlier and the the fortress woman has what I like to say it has a wall like the size of the great wall of china around her heart. Um she's been hurt before pretty badly um with with love. Um so the only way to defend her heart really is to not let someone in. Um the fortress woman I remember when I was the fortress woman <laughs> <laughs> I, I even had on my vision board, a big house, like a big house, beautiful, you know, grand mansion on, on this, you know, on the ocean or whatever with like 50,000 dogs. And that was me alone, <laughs> like no partner because I was so good. You know, I was so convinced that the world was ugly. There are, you know, there are no good men out there. Um, I'm just going to have to do this on my own. And I say that with love because the fortress woman likely has felt like she's been alone throughout her life, even in her you know, childhood, even in her past relationships, past marriage, she probably has held a lot of the emotional weight. And so after she finally gets released into the wild, so to speak, you know, you know, gets out of her relationship, she had, there's no other way for her to go about life besides walling up her heart. And I get it. I understand. And I do think that it, that's part of the healing process for sure and i think it's um it can be dangerous because it's really blocking you from love
1: right it is um i can identify with that one as well and i was that woman i mean i was with my ex-husband for 23 years and i was that woman for most of that time in that relationship you know and um uh i can relate you know because i wanted to be in control because i've Mm -hmm. been hurt in the past and that isn't um conducive to um we had a happyish marriage don't get me wrong you know um he was a good father a good husband um but it it was me that was dissatisfied i didn't mm-hmm. understand why mm-hmm. yes
2: yes um and you know if you're hearing this fortress woman it this may be hard to hear uh, because a lot of times a fortress woman for good reason, like, you know, you're really strong, you know, you, again, like you're holding all like, feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders when it comes to your relationships or even your life, you know, the people in your life. So I hear you. Um, If the fortress woman is dating a pattern that I've seen and that I've gone through is that she will find fault with the other person really, really quickly. Very. um, And I say this with love, but very judgmental um, and she's also pretty critical and sometimes pretty critical of her friends that are dating. You know, she's probably likely the one that, that, you know, feels that wants to protect her friends, which is amazing. Like protecting your friends is amazing. Um, I remember also when I was the fortress woman, when I was dating like one grammatical error and I deleted them from the app.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a shame, isn't it? Because there's lots yeah. of dyslexic people out there that are super intelligent and have great jobs and you know have been successful in their lives
2: yeah and you know like i just i wasn't you know a lot of what i talk about is about um the dating nervous system is what i call it so i just wasn't regulated in my nervous system enough to have to like to let people show me who they really are right like and is a really you know obviously you know everyone's going to have their own standards um and I know that I was just really quick to judge really quick to shut things off really quick to shut things down. Um, because at, as a fortress woman, like I had a hard time trusting, trusting other people. The only person I could trust was myself. Um, and there is a part of, I, I think that there's a part of the fortress woman that doesn't want to be alone, but there's a stronger part of her that just doesn't want to feel pain that really just wants to shut off from the pain.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Absolutely. Identify and resonate with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yes. So that, that was a fortress woman. Um, the goddess woman is I'm, I work mostly with, with goddess woman, um, and goddess woman was my, the last kind of step to magnetic woman. Um, the goddess woman is confused by, by love. Um, the goddess woman typically is in that, that kind of successful woman, area. She's done a lot of, of great work in her life. She maybe, you know, has a coaching business or a purposeful business, or she's an executive or she's just, there's a lot of success that has followed her from kind of an outside perspective, meaning that, you know, maybe she's, I don't know, done well in school or she's, you know, does well in the boardroom. But then again, that one little piece Um, you know, her, her health is probably really good or, or getting better or something that she's working on, but the one piece that she just cannot figure out by herself is the love piece. So she's super confused because she knows what she needs to do, but she just can't do it. And so that is, that's, that's the break for her. Um, again, she's really, really into personal growth work and personal fulfillment. She's, she's done at least, you know, six months of work on herself, um, what's interesting about the goddess woman. And I say this with love because I've been there before, I can talk about it, but her, her outward perception, like her Instagram or her Facebook is different than how she feels on the inside. So there's a disconnect between what she's portraying, um, outside in her life and what, what's really, what's really happening on the inside, especially with dating and love. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. I, I can relate. Definitely. You know, I think there's that sort of, um, feeling like a fraud to some extent so you feel the need to put on a mask to show the world rather than being who you are
2: yeah imposter syndrome really big with this one um so the goddess thinks that she wants to be in a dating world um but there's this like this kind of internal i'm really into it and then i'm not i'm really into it and then i'm not um it's like this this uh delete and download cycle on the apps which actually happens for all of them, But for the goddess woman, it's like she she's really into perfection and control. So which is makes sense based off of what she's been through, because the goddess woman has been through a lot, has been through a lot. And she's done a lot of healing through that as well. Um, What tends to happen? I think the reason I work mostly with goddess the goddess woman is because I do deeper level work and the deep level work we just can't get to on our own so this like this this push pull energy she doesn't understand um, deep down the goddess woman knows that she's worthy of being coveted and chased but it's almost like the vulnerability is too hard um the vulnerability for her is too hard um she's again like she's whether she would notice it or, or not there she's big on perfection for herself like she she's really really hard on herself as well um she has a need for a conscious relationship, but she also feels like that it can be intimidating to men. Um, she's probably has looked into masculine and feminine dynamics, but still can't figure it out again. You know, the whole thing with the goddess is what we know we should be doing. Can we actually do it in real life? And, and um, uh, what's the word um, manifested in real life? Um, she feels for the most part, maybe a little bit better than the men that she's attract like she attracts maybe they're not at her level um and she tends sometimes to be their coach or their teacher and not their lover so the big things for the goddess woman to heal are about vulnerability or about perfectionism and control
1: yeah I can tick all these off that you relate.
2: <laughs> Isn't this amazing? How how uh, I don't know. It's it's just a beautiful thing. I thank God and the universe for this information because it really just it really helps people
1: be like, oh okay, that's me.
2: You're seeing me too much, Lily. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can I can totally relate. So the, the final one I'm assuming is what you mentioned before, the magnetic woman.
2: Yes, you got it. Yeah. So the magnetic woman is again, the, per- the woman that I strive to be, this is not the woman that I was, I, um, not the woman that I was walking down the journey and the path to be based off my past experiences, my past relationships, um, my past people, pleasing my past codependency, all of the things. Right. Um, so the magnetic woman was, was this, again, this energy that she knows who she is and what she wants. She knows what who she, who she is, what she wants. The difference is that her thoughts behave and behaviors, excuse me, her thoughts and her actions and behaviors all line up. So she's aligned inside herself with everything that she projects. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the word that I love about the magnetic woman is discernment. She's discerning, but in a loving way, it's like that energy that we're talking about, this power, this queen, like um it's queen-like way that she goes about her life where she says no thank you I'm good and people believe her
1: <laughs> you know yeah yeah yep. yeah Took yep. me a few so, decades to get there but I feel I'm there now <laughs>
2: yay oh yes it's so good Lynn um so she honors herself the magnetic woman honors herself by by setting to and sticking with sticking with sticking with dating boundaries. Um, and that's a lot of, you know, that's, um, a little bit deeper level, but that's a lot of like, what I get into in my programs is like, what are your boundaries? What are not, not even non-negotiables, but I call them guidelines, right? Because you're not always going to be a hundred percent. Um, so she sticks with those she's loving and caring of herself when she messes up, you know, there's a lot of self-compassion that she can, she can, um, draw from her worth and her magnetism has moved from her head to her body. So a lot of times the three other archetypes, they're um, very um, head focused. There's, there's a lot of things going on in your head. The thoughts, you know, all of the things are are really pulling people out of who they are at their core. So everything that she knows, the magnetic woman has moved from her head to her body. Right. And she knows, just like you said, Lynn, she knows how to receive love deeply, deeply, Absolutely, she, because it's yeah. from
1: a heart space, like you say, in the body rather than in the head now.
2: Exactly. You got it. Um and she asks for what she wants. She asks for what she wants. And whether she gets it or not, either way is okay. The the mere um act of asking for what she wants makes her a magnet for what she
1: really wants. (laughs) You
2: know. Brilliant. Love it.
1: So just before we wrap up, then Lily, just tell us what your best contact information is for anybody that would like to find out more about this subject.
2: Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me on. I love talking about this stuff. You're amazing, Lynn. Um, Amazing questions. And I love um, how how we both connected on all the archetypes. Um, Anyone that's listening can go and take the archetype, the feminine dating archetype quiz at datingarchetype.com. Um, you just—it's a two-minute quiz. It'll help you reveal your blocks to love and help you find your true love match. And you can find all all the other ways to connect with me there as well.
1: Just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now.
0: Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email Lynn at hearts entwined dot com. That's L Y N at hearts entwined dot com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.